discipline and disciple are from the same root word. The redeemed of the Lord are disciples and are also hardened soldiers of Christ, 2 Timothy 2, 3, and 4. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. In 1 Chronicles 12.33, we read the following concerning the Israeli tribe of Zebulun. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, 50,000, which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. There is a warfare afoot, a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, and the souls of men, even our own, are at stake. Second Chronicles ten, excuse me, Second Corinthians ten three through five. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The soldiers of the cross are disciples of Jesus Christ, and we learn discipline through the rigors of the faith. Just prior to salvation, while the Spirit of God draws us unto Christ, and once we have surrendered our souls to Christ, the war against sin and the armies of Satan begins. Our powerful armor and weapons, combined with our commitment to our glorious leader, Jesus Christ, the champion of Golgotha, are more, much more than a match for the camp of Satan. Romans eight thirty-seven through 39, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Dear visitor, have you been born again, really born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Will today be the day you make your peace with God and surrender your soul to Jesus Christ? Unconditional peace requires unconditional surrender, and that surrender yields an unearthly peace that passes human understanding. Today is your day of salvation. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 5.32, and Noah was five hundred years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. God said, Genesis 8, verse 4, And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. God said, Genesis 10, 6, And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, and Fort, and Canaan. God said, Genesis eleven two, And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. God said, Psalms 105, verse 23, Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. Man said, The Bible is a book of fiction. 
Its histories are false. Its commandments are reprehensible, even hate speech, and its miraculous accounts are laughable. This Christian Bible has been shouted down and laughed out of the halls of learned men. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 855, that will for the 855th time certify the inerrancy of Holy Writ. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the faithful and as a platform from which to convince the gainsayers. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. We're honored by your visit. May our God fill you and your house with grace and love. Carnal man constantly rails upon authority, and most specifically against that ultimate authority, the authority of God's inerrant word. When God says yes, a multitude jumps to their feet and shout no. But the amazing thing is that after just over 6,000 years of Satan's best and brightest challenging holy writ, even billions of times, they have not registered one single victory, not even one, never one. One of Carnaldom's monotonous challenges is regarding the veracity of God's historical record. Beyond any reasonable doubt, credentialed third-party sources, historians, archaeologists, paleontologists, geologists, microbiologists, societal records, medical science, and so much more have all verified the Bible's accuracy. Subjects skeptics have roundly maligned and ridiculed include the biblical declaration of the creation of a 6,000-year-old earth, the Garden of Eden, the creation of one first man and one first woman, Adam's rib, the fall of Adam and Eve, Noah and the global flood, the world originally speaking one common language, the Tower of Babel where God confounded their language, the dispersion of the nations, and Sodom and Gomorrah, etc., this is just in the first 13 chapters of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, all proven beyond any reasonable doubt. All of these proofs are here at God Said, Man Said. To read more about any of these subjects, simply click the links above. Evolution's cheerleaders have reluctantly come to the conclusion that all humans on earth today came from just one common father and one common mother. Scientists actually know these two as Y-chromosome Adam and mtDNA Eve. Popular consensus says that the Earth's people had their beginning in Africa. But Science News, June 24, 2017, says not so fast. The feature headline reads, Hominid roots may go back to Europe. David Began of the University of Toronto says, Europe is as likely a place of hominid origins and even of the last common ancestor of chimpanzees and humans as Africa, end of quote. While the evolutionists debate, God fully and clearly settles this issue in the Holy Bible. The latest discovery shout yes. The headline from Breaking Israel News, June 22, 2017, reads, Mummy DNA may prove... Ancient Egyptians descended from son of Noah exactly as Bible describes. The subject line of that feature says, DNA study of mummies indicates ancient Egyptians descended from biblical Ham. 
A few paragraphs follow. In a scientific first, DNA taken from Egyptian mummies has been decoded, producing unexpected results about the true origins of the Egyptian people. These results confirm a controversial theory that traces the first Egyptian dynasty excuse me, back to biblical Ham as described in the book of Genesis. Scientists have long been baffled by the origins of the Egyptian people. Until now, there was no empirical data to clarify the issue. The study of Egypt's population history could only draw on literary and indirect archaeological references and inferences made from genetic studies of present-day Egyptians. Based on these sources, most researchers believe that ancient Egyptians came from nearby northern Africa. Egyptians today exhibit a significant sub-Saharan genetic influence. This scientific belief long contradicted the biblical account, which designates the forefather of Egypt as being Mizraim, a son of Ham. A recent study of the DNA of mummies, led by Johannes Krauss of the Max Planck Institute for the Science of Human History, has shed some light on the subject, and his findings support the biblical narrative. Previous attempts to study the DNA of mummified remains were inconclusive. The hot climate of Egypt, combined with the embalming process practiced by ancient Egyptians, destroyed most DNA. For this study, researchers sampled 151 mummies from Abusir el-Malik, about 60 miles south of Cairo. Their samples spanned 1,300 years of ancient Egyptian history from about 1300 B.C. to 426 A.D., the researchers were able to collect 90 samples of mitochondrial DNA and three samples of genomes, the total of an organism's DNA. The surprising results showed that ancient Egyptians were more closely related to populations from the Near East and Southwest Asia and not from Northern Africa as previously thought. In the ancient Egyptians, we don't find much at all sub-Saharan African ancestry, Krauss told CBC News. They look very Near Eastern and have almost zero sub-Saharan African ancestry. This, Krauss said, illustrates that ancient Egyptians were more closely related to Europeans than they are to modern-day Egyptians. The study revealed that the African influence on Egyptians is relatively recent, entering into the gene pool after Roman times. These new findings fit in with the dynastic race theory espoused by the archaeologist David Rawl. Rawls' theory is that the ancient Egyptians arrived overseas from Mesopotamia, conquered the Nile Valley, and established the first Egyptian dynasties. This is in direct contradiction to the previous theory that the first Egyptian rulers and much of the population arrived by land routes from Africa. Rawls based his theory, which he explained in his book Legend, The Genesis of Civilization, on the biblical account of Ham, the son of Noah. According to Rawls' theory, Ham and his people moved from Mesopotamia to settle in Egypt after the flood. Rawls explains that this is the basis for Horus, one of the most significant Egyptian deities who was in fact Ham. The name Horus means the distant one, implying that he came from far away. End of quote. The headline on faithwire.org on June 27, 2017 reads, 
DNA analysis of Egyptian mummies may prove some key Old Testament Bible verses. A few excerpts follow. Did DNA analysis of Egyptian mummies just prove true some key Old Testament Bible verses? That's the question some Christian media outlets are asking after researchers at the University of Tübingen and the Max Planck Institute for the Science of Human History in Germany made some surprising genetic finds while decoding mummies' genomes. The study concluded that preserved remains found in Abyssur al-Malik, Middle Egypt, were closest genetic relatives of Neolithic and Bronze Age populations from the Near East, Anatola, and Eastern Mediterranean Europeans. Modern Egyptians, by comparison, share more DNA with sub-Saharan populations. The findings have turned years of theory on its head, causing Egyptologists to reevaluate the region's history while unlocking new, new tools for scientists working in the field. The study involved analyzing 166 bone samples that came from 151 mummies dating back between 1400 B.C. and 400 A.D., then experts looked for genetic differences when samples were compared to modern-day Egyptians. And here's what they found. The samples strongly connected with non-African populations east of the Mediterranean Sea, CNN reported. This is not just the DNA of one person. It's the DNA of the parents, grandparents, grandparents, uh, parents, great-grandparents, parents, and so forth. Johannes Krauss, head of the Max Planck Institute, told the outlet, so if we don't find sub-Saharan African ancestry in those people, that is pretty representative of least, at least for the Middle East. So what does all this mean, biblically speaking? According to the Christian Post, some experts believe that the DNA evidence helps bolster the biblical narrative saying that the first Egyptian dynasty emerged through Noah's son Ham, End of quotes. What genetic researchers are discovering is that Noah's son Ham populated Egypt even as the scripture, scriptures excuse me, record Psalms 105 verse 23, Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. The Bible is the ultimate history book. All of mankind today finds their root in the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. All of them landed in the ark on the mountains of Ararat, which exists in Armenia and Turkey. From the mountains of Ararat, they traveled to the land of Shinar. There, in rebellion against God, they built the Tower of Babel. This area is in modern-day Iraq. Until God cast down this Tower of Babel, all men spoke one common language. Once God cast down the tower, he confounded the language and people separated by the language they could understand. From there, the groups went from Babel to create the particular nationalities of the world. Descendants of Ham populated the land of Egypt. They came from Iraq, not Africa. Keep in mind the real geographical origin of man is the Garden of Eden, first populated by the man called Adam. 1,656 years after Adam opened his eyes, the global flood occurred, destroying all mankind save those upon Noah's Ark. The exact location of Eden is not known due to topographical alterations of the earth as a result of the flood. However, many clues exist. 
Archaeologist David Rawl referenced earlier in this feature places Eden in Armenia. After the flood, Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, shouldered the responsibility of repopulating the earth. The descendants of Ham founded the land of Egypt. God speaks of Israel's backsliding and reminds them of how he had delivered them from Egypt. Psalms 106, 21 and 22. They forget God, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. God's history says the mountains of Ararat and the land of Iraq. Men say Africa. You can judge whose history is accurate. God said Genesis 5.32, And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. God said Genesis 8.4, And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. God said Genesis 10.6, And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, and Put, and Canaan. God said Genesis 11.2, and it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found the plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. God said, Psalms 105, verse 23, Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. Man said, the Bible is a book of fiction. Its histories are false. Its commandments are reprehensible, even hate speech, and its miraculous accounts are laughable. This Christian Bible has been shouted down and laughed out of the halls of learned men. Now you have the record.